Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Week three lived up to the dread of a dead week. Hope spending time with your family was nice because we won't have a week like that again. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the guy who started a petition to bring Bobby Petrino back to Louisville. And with me as always is AJ. You play to win the game. Marchese. I think Herm's tenure was a lot better than any of us anticipated, right? Overall. That, that Okay, you, you think someone should hire him? Yes, he deserves another shot. Today we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who dove, showed, and woed during week three of college football. Let's hit it! Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving out to KC, maybe. Looking for Stroud or a Bryce Young. Who's going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today? Who's going to put ketchup on a stick? Who's going to find a steal in the fifth? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. There's a lot of funk in in, uh, Tempe, Arizona. Herm Edwards is out. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, if you remember during his uh, opening press conference, uh, when they first hired him and shocked the world, he didn't like the idea of devils, so he didn't quite know that he was coaching the Sun Devils at that time. I don't know if he ever knew he was. I, um, honestly, I think that's defend, where you should leave it. <laughs> defend your guy. Defend your guy, AJ. Look, better than... Uh, I, I, I'm going to stand by what I said in the cold open. I guess not the cold open. In the intro. <laughs> Better than I anticipated. And I did not anticipate much, Rob. Uh, two eight-win seasons, a seven-win season, three bowl appearances. Um, it's not bad. And in five years, he went 26-20. and 20. Just a, a whole heap of NCAA infractions. Who the I fuck just, cares? Uh, 
So who knows if any of these wins count um, when it's all said and done. He's got enough Nobody wins Nobody broke the COVID rules more than them. <laughs> COVID didn't exist like, in Arizona. You know that for a fact. <laughs> they were like holding jamborees during COVID. Yeah, but do you think the rest of Arizona State University gave a fuck about COVID? There's zero chance. I'm not sure Herm knew COVID happened. I, look, Herm just was going with the culture of the school. He's, he's getting look. We thought you know, big time NFL guy. You know, out of the game for so long, going to Arizona State. That's that culture's not going to work. But he made it work. He got right in, and I think that's why he didn't care. My favorite thing about Herm is that he he got to be uh, the head coach of a Power Five, like a, a middle tier Power Five program that had a lot of potential before he yeah, made it. Yeah, it does. Uh, Ten years after coaching, like there was a ten-year gap between him being the Chiefs head coach and taking over Arizona State, and and he had a losing record with the Chiefs. I forgot. Prior to that, he had a losing record with the Jets too. Like he hadn't coached in college football since the eighties. Herm Edwards is the most ridiculous hire, and I'm pretty sure it was all because their athletic director Ray Anderson's like his friend. Anyway. I'm glad we had the Herm era Me too. in Tempe. Me too. Never forget it. Um, all right, before we get into the college football week three superlatives, uh, who who would you hire? Who would be at the top of your list? Who do you think they'll hire? Uh, Jed Fish. <laughs> okay. No, I, I think, like it. I think, honestly, I my target's Todd Munkin if I'm Arizona State. I like that. I, I, I saw that on the Feldman I, list. I think it just makes a lot of sense. I don't know why. I think... Two that I saw on both lists that I'm, like, uncertain about are Kalani Sataki. Why would he leave BYU as they're joining the Big 12 and he's an alum? BYU is better than Arizona State. Like, that doesn't doesn't make sense. And then Jonathan Smith at Oregon State. I kind of get that just because, like, obviously there's more upside with the Arizona State job. But, again, he has turned them around so well. And he's He's an alum. alum. Like, yeah. I don't know when the, it's a guy leaving the school he played at. I just have a harder time seeing it, especially yeah. just this is the biggest dumpster fire in the Power Five. Yeah, whoever it's a long rebuild. They need a long leash. I kind of think you hire Dan Mullen. <laughs> just pure comedy. Um, how would Jamora jump over? Jamora jumping from Utah. <laughs> yeah. just, it's got to be so, someone funny is the best, right? It's Dan yeah, Mullen. Yeah. It's Jamora. It's Brian Harson. Tom Herman. Um, Ooh, that's a good one. If you could lure Bronco Mendenhall out of retirement, I actually think that's a really solid one. Well, how would he want to uh, go there, though? I don't, I don't know, but he was on the West Coast. I kind of ultimately think it's going to be Alex Grinch, and I don't think he's a great defensive coordinator. But, uh, but he'll be a great head coach, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, like, I think I would swing and just go with a young, creative offensive. Like, I think I'd, like, I've targeted, uh, well, I would have said Josh Gaddis, but, you know, Miami didn't look that good on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So. Um, they should have just hired Billy Napier when they had him. It's, it's true. Because they beat South Florida, and that's not easy. <laughs> by, by three? What was it? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Anthony Richardson ride has uh, yeah. been a confusing one. Uh, college football week three superlatives. Uh, let's start with best freshman, AJ. Tell us why Nick Singleton's the GOAT. Yeah, that's that's the guy. He's the only guy I put, and he's the only guy that should be here, Rob. Um, Look, it didn't take long. It wasn't unexpected. But the Saquon comps are out there now, baby. They're there. They're in the Twitter sphere. Uh, a word that no one said in 10 years. 
10 carries, 124 yards, two touchdowns. Look, his explosiveness is definitely reminiscent of Saquon Barkley. You can't deny it, Rob. I mean, he was the number one uh, running back recruit in the country. Mm-hmm. Obviously, kind of a s- slow start in that opener we all watched, but it was an ugly game. Yep. Uh, since, since then, he's like the last two games, he's just been a machine for Penn State. And uh, I'm hoping he uh, he gives Sean Clifford that winning record he deserves on his way out, you know? <laughs> Clifford's been a machine, too. Never mind. Number one, shoot up the board. Number one made me look stupid. Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford, every category. This is really good. I'm, I'm happy for you. Uh, I'll stick in the Big Ten at running back. Um, I know it was against Toledo, but Dallin Hayden unexpectedly had to jump into this game. Uh, Tri- uh, Trivion Henderson got hurt, left the game. Uh, I think they were just being smart with Mayan Williams. Um, so once they had the lead, they just didn't play him again. Yeah. So Dallin Hayden, true freshman, uh, four-star, who started the year as the – I think he would have been the fourth string because um, Evan Pryor uh, – and he ran for 100 yards and a touchdown. He looked pretty good. The The touchdown run was really nice. Um, just took what was given. And I know it was against Toledo. But, hey, if Travion Henderson needs uh, some, some time off uh, to get healthy, I'm still not totally sure what the injury was. But uh, mm-hmm. Hayden looked good off the bench. Nothing more frustrating than college injuries because they're so, so unclear. You just don't know. And, like, uh, it was very anticlimactic. Like, Henderson just like kind of walked to the locker room. Like Donovan Edwards didn't play, and it's just like they didn't they haven't said what it is. It's just und- undisclosed. Very, I hate it. Yeah, I don't have any more freshmen. Do you? Uh, this guy's like it's kind of cheating calling him a freshman, but technically he is a freshman. Uh, Washington's Jalen Polk, who's a third yeah. year Texas Tech transfer, 153 yards and three touchdowns uh, against Michigan State was Penix's go-to guy. Uh, just kept taking the top off the defense. Michigan State looked horrendous uh, on in, in, with their back seven. Uh, what else is new? They were terrible last year too. And uh, like like last year, we always have Brock Bowers in this category. So yeah, it's a, it's our, a usual suspects. Our, our obligatory uh, Georgia freshman uh, Malachi Starks looked really good again. He it, did you know, had the pick on Rattler. Yeah, it was, it was easy, but it was nice. Had a good return too. Is he your number one DB for the 2020? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Five yeah, NFL draft? Yeah, already. Lock him in. All right, I like it. I mean, hey, Walter Football probably has him going top down. I would love to get my eyes on some Walter Football 2025, so I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it'll just crash your computer, so. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. It is. Uh, okay, best sophomore. Speaking of Brock Bowers, yeah, yeah. it's got to be him. Yeah. Um, Six touches, 126 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he, he had the rushing touchdown. He had the insane touchdown uh, where he kind of like back corner of the end zone, just getting his speed in. Just, I don't know. I think he might be the best offensive player in the country. It's hard to say no. No, I mean, he's the best offensive player on maybe the best team in the country, defending actual champs, right? He's also got a perfect offensive coordinator to utilize him in creative ways with Todd Munkin. What's the Brock Bowers comp, Rob? Uh, it's... Uh, well, he's white, so... Travis Kelsey, correct, yeah. Travis Kelsey, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the yak is silly, man. Like, like he had the other touchdown that was ridiculous, 78 yards. I mean, he was wide open down the team, but broke a tackle, made a guy miss, and just outran everyone. Um, he's just, he's so athletic, his hands are great. He's, uh, he's fucking unreal. It's so helpful, too, for them that they can, like, just basically use him as a jumbo receiver. Mm-hmm. 
uh, because they have Darnell Washington, right? Like they they have a guy who can just be that true in line, and then it allows them to be so creative with uh, Bowers. Yeah, definitely. And uh, they got Lad McConkey, the best receiver in the game too. It doesn't hurt. Amen. Uh, who else you got here? It's like the usual fus- fucking suspects, Rob. Um, Bowers is the top guy. Caleb Williams, you get throw here too. Wow, 25-37, two touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. I mean, Heisman, Rob, what are you going to say? Who, who's, your, who's your pick right now? Stroud? Brock, ba- Brock Bowers. You, I, I think that would be fucking awesome if a tight end one. <laughs> Heisman. Um, I, okay, three weeks in. Like, I feel like it's going to go to a quarterback. So, it's gonna, right now, I think you'd say Caleb Williams. But they haven't played anyone. No, and they, but they don't have to, so. That's sick. Bo Nix is up there. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's. I think it's it's Bryce Young, it's C.J. Stroud, it's Caleb Williams. Is Bowers actually fourth? Like, <laughs> like Bowers might be. Yeah, he might be. Um, I I honestly I I think he probably is. He's the best player on Georgia's offense. Georgia's the best team in the country. Yeah, yeah. But like Stets, Stets and Bennett will finish above him in the yeah. Voting, which is stupid, but hey. Uh, speaking of uh, Stroud, his t- go-to sophomore receivers, Marvin Harrison and Mecca Buka, unstoppable once again. Yeah. I know it was Toledo, AJ, but it was a bad week, so let me talk about my guys. It's okay. Go ahead. They combined for 13 touches, 221 yards, four touchdowns. Um, Marvin Harrison has such ridiculous body control. Both mm-hmm. his touchdowns, it was just absurd. Uh, Egbuka's a little more of that – shifty open field playmaker where Mar- Marvin Harrison's that like true um, kind of X yeah. w- uh, outside winner. Uh, but the, like JSM was back and he, I, I think they were keeping him on the snap camp because yeah. of the level of competition. And like once he's good to go again, like those three plus Julian Fleming who had a, two touchdowns in this game, like it's just such a ridiculous receiving core. Yeah, it really is. That that's that rounded out my sophomores, the two of them. Um, I'm just gonna shout out one guy. Go, go, go. Leonard Taylor, the Miami uh, defensive lineman. I thought in a game that like I don't even know if there was like it was the theoretically the big game of Saturday. It wasn't good. Uh, I don't know if there was there like there wasn't even anyone who like particularly stood out in a way that you're really hammering the table for. No, not like even a Shane wasn't that like explosive or anything like. Like, he had a good game given yeah. compared to everyone else. Yeah. Like, offensively. I thought Leonard Taylor just kept popping a bit. Uh, 6'3", 305-pound, uh, true sophomore interior defensive lineman. Um, just a lot of juice there. Miami's got some guys who defensively I think are really interesting. Like him, James Williams, their safety, who's just – he's listed at 6'5", 225. Like, they just – they have some guys, but it feels like every time Mario Cristobal's in a big game, like, yeah. they just don't yeah. – his teams don't come through despite despite just the level of uh, recruiting he's done. Yeah, that – yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know, Rob. I don't know about Mario. I'll say it. Um, but you know what you do know about? The weekday warrior. Cunningham's always the weekday warrior. <laughs> no, look. Oh, no, he's not. Come on. You think so? No, I – uh, I'm picking him because if you're gonna say Johnny Wilson, I'm I'm just putting him for shooting off the board because he red shirts off. It's a good call. I put Johnny Wilson. It, it's a ba- It was a bad week, and I was like, this guy was the best guy. 
Yeah, no, he was. I, I, that's, I mean, look, Malik Cunningham was electric. He tried his damn best, but it was Johnny Wilson. If you're just, if you're, but you're right, he's probably number one shooting off the board too. Imagine if Malik had Bobby Petrino as his coach. I don't. I'm good. Thing. I don't want to. I know Bobby Petrino is just the worst, but <laughs> man's a good offensive coach. Missouri State almost had our. They, they did. They fucking did. And that's what Malik Cunningham needs. Um, the real question is, like, how much longer is Scott Satterfield going to be the head coach at Louisville? Uh, if they keep playing Friday nights, he's good. Like, people are just not going to worry about it, you know? Thursday nights, Friday nights. Well, the thing, the thing is, they have, two, like, two or three huge recruits next year. So I just don't know if, like, they're good. he gets retained simply because of that. Yeah, yeah, they're fine. He's, he, Satterfield's going to be there for a decade. They got a five-star running back coming next year. He's going to be sick. Um, sorry, I did, I put Johnny Wilson for out of nowhere. Um, do you want to talk? You didn't watch Florida State earlier? Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, Johnny Wilson's uh, a fucking freak. I mean, he's six seven, two thirty five, and he uh, he's just too damn big. Like he has seven catches I'll on forty nine yards, two touchdowns. Go ahead. I'll say it. Herm knew how to get talent to Arizona State. He just couldn't. He did. It. He fucking did. It's so true. Um, he had that late touchdown yeah. on the fade. Like his length is just like. His length is crazy. I know he's six seven. It's kind of obvious, but like, he like he. he it's not like he's just like a tall receiver. He looks like a, like an offensive tackle who's like lost one hundred and fifty pounds. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he uh, like looping back because obviously we watched them against LSU. Mm-hmm. It felt like they didn't have him incorporated enough. He had a couple big he, catches. Yeah, but he flashed. He was the he was the focal point of the offense against Louisville and. When he wasn't coming down with huge plays, he was, like, drawing penalties. Yeah. Just because he's such an overwhelming height-weight speed player. And, again, just a redshirt sophomore, a transfer from Arizona State. So, like, realistically, he's not going to be in the draft uh, this year. But, I mean, guys like that, like, he's, he's just very interesting, I think, when you, like, think about what Kyle Pitts brought to Florida. And Johnny Wilson's not Kyle Pitts by any means. But just the size and athleticism you get with a player like that, it's just such a complete mismatch, yeah. especially at the college level. Um, and, and Louisville's got, like, I, I, it wasn't coming necessarily against Catrell Clark, who's their top corner. Well, he, he did draw the, the P.I. against him. Yes, exactly. I was going to say it wasn't all against him or anything, but, like, his size against Clark's lack of size was a huge mismatch at times. Yeah, I put Clark sliding down. I mean, it just just to get him in there somewhere. But like, I, like again, the size is a huge mismatch. But like I just said, he had to hold him like to bring him down. Um, to bring it like would have been a huge touchdown. But like that's that's kind of my point though. Is like Wilson isn't just this six seven two three five. You know, throw him to the corner player. He, like you said, he's athletic as hell, and his quickness. Yeah, he's not JJ Arthiga Whiteside. No, <laughs> he's, he wishes he was, but he's not. Um, no, he's not. Because, I mean, he's not like, you know, some shifty dude, obviously, because he's huge. No. But just the but one just, cut movement quickness is really impressive. Yeah, it just creates, when you factor in that size, like, just such a mismatch. Like, I'm I, excited I, to see yeah. Florida I It sucks that Jordan Travis got hurt. It does, yeah. That was, a, that was the best game of the weekend. It was. They should have just called the rest of it off. I think it was like a sluggo that he got Clark on, too. Like... Just yeah. stuck his foot in the ground, and when he turned up, it's like fucked. He's just he's just gaining so much ground immediately. Your guy, uh, Mike Norvell, he's uh, making Florida State at least fun to watch. You're welcome. 
Thanks. They haven't been fun, Uh, so you're welcome. Okay, best prospect, offensive prospect of the weekend. This is tough for both, I thought. How about you? Yeah, well, I cheat. I just, like, as the Ohio State fan watching them torch Toledo for 77 points. I I was just like, I'll just put C.J. Stroud. That's fine. That's a fine pick. Yeah, in a week like this, I was like, I don't feel guilty. Yeah, I agree. Threw for 367, five touchdowns. Um, Just really efficient uh it, it it sometimes i wonder i'm like with the talent they have at wide receiver how much of it is him how much of it is them? well look at justin just, fields and dwayne haskins well rest in peace king but and, yeah and then he just throws a perfect seam ball yeah, to Kate yeah. stover you know yeah and then he he layers one over i don't know the, the broadcast kept saying like oh this should have been an interception intercepted the safety just uh, misplayed the ball. I thought he layered this one touchdown over the safety perfectly to Marvin Harrison for a little catch and run for a touchdown. And uh, they just kept going on and on about how it should have been intercepted. And I thought, to me, it looked like C.J. Stroud just layered it perfectly because that's what he does. Look, His timing, what? When you're when you're a Toledo DB, every ball is expected to be intercepted, all right? That's just the yeah, facts. I mean, Womack with the 49ers. Tyson Anderson? Forget where he is, but yeah. Is it on the Bengals? I think so, yeah. Probably didn't make Pro Bowl as a special mm-hmm, teamer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it, in a shitty week, seeing CJ Stroud yeah. do that, and I, I know he didn't have the best game against Notre Dame, but now he's uh, two in a row. He's just been slicing and dicing with the best wide receiver core in the country. Yeah, no, I think that's a fine pick for this week because it was not good. So I went with the team that we said, well, at least – I don't know why this is on TV, but uh, we get to watch him for the first time. That's Ole Miss, and that's the running back, Zach Evans, who... Yeah, that's good pick. Yeah, 18 carries, 134 yards, two touchdowns. He's just so fucking explosive. Uh, his cuts are so quick. He's so smooth. Just when he gets into that open field... First of all, he just finds the open field so well. I, I Like, hits that hole. Just, like, I don't know, creates space for himself. It's it's He's got such a good, like, innate sense of space. And then when he's in the, in the open field, he's so dangerous. The contact balance is easy. Um, yeah, I mean, on a week where, again, like, it's either Shiji Shroud or, I don't know, Johnny Wilson, like, <laughs> give me give me Zach Evans. He looks he looks so damn good. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I was just going to put it in, in general, and I'll, I'll get to it. Uh, but I thought it was a good week for the running back yeah. prospects as a whole. Agreed. Like, no one was unbelievable, but uh, like, it, it just seems like a really deep, solid class. Yeah, it is. Like, I don't have too many shooting off the boards, but, like, two more backs are there, so. Yeah, exactly. That's that's. I feel similarly. Uh, best defensive prospect. I'm gonna go to uh, the West Coast where we had Oregon play BYU and Dan Lenning's defense showed up. And I give it to Christian Gonzalez. I did too. I did too. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, he had the two big third down PBUs. Yeah. Uh, the one came on the the slant. The other was, uh, just was it a fade? kind of on the outside yeah and he just played it perfectly um press man really patient feet gets his head around just disrupts the catch point uh and in the slant he just timed that perfectly showing up that closing speed he was just really really like those are the two flashy plays but the game as a whole they just didn't really go at him much and i know byu is without the two top receivers but um, when they did go at him, it, it was on those two third downs, and he came to play. Just such a patient, 
press man corner and an unbelievable athlete. The size and the speed. On top of that. Yeah. Like, Jaren Hall, uh, Hall was doing damage against that Ducks defense. And like you said, they didn't have the top guys. But uh, Gonzalez erased whoever's across from him. I think he only goes credit with giving up one catch. Um, but, yeah, in, in a week of, like, bad matchups, like, I think he totally deserves it. Like, when he, yeah, he had actually against, play, yeah. Yeah, and against a, a, a quarterback who, in a class where a lot of the, the yeah. guys people were propping up or faltering, Jaron Hall's been better. Yeah, that's true. Also, like, I, I got to give him some shit week one, so I felt like I owed it to him, too. He deserved it. It's okay. A lot of people give him shit week one. Mm-hmm. He's a really fun player, though. Yeah, he is. He is. Because he's David Blas' brother-in-law. <laughs> that's totally... I mean, that, the bloodlines, that's ridiculous. Bloodlines, baby. Uh, shooting up the board. Yeah, I don't have too many guys here, um, but I I got a couple ducks, but first I'm going to go back to the Penn State game and give it to your guy, Olu Fashunu. The, the left tackle, who I thought looked great. Yeah. Um, he's already better than Rasheed Walker. Just looked awesome in pass protection. Um, I think total Penn State didn't give up any sacks. I, I don't even think he gave up a pressure. Um, like, the run blocking still looked like he's coming along a bit. But, like, it's still just his fourth career start. So, like, this is might yeah, be the guy that, the like... that's the craziest part. Yeah, this this is the against the, the, the chip, I think, in the, in the tackle class. You know, the betting chip. Against an Auburn defensive line that's not short on talent. Two potential uh, day two guys, yeah. Yeah, Derek Hall, Kobe Wooden. I put I put Hall for sliding down. I just thought he kind of got erased by Fashino. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's a good one. I'm gonna uh, stick in the trenches, other side of the ball. Tyree Wilson. I know Texas Tech lost to NC State, but that NC State's offense had nothing going, mm-hmm. and a lot of that was Tyree Wilson just wrecking shit. Um, he had, he finished with 11 tackles, three and a half TFLs, two sacks, and uh, another hurry. But just, he had the left tackle on skates. My favorite uh, play from him came when he he was lined up, nine tech across from the left tackle, starts threatening outside, long arm, like threatening outside with a long arm, gets the tackle off balance. I don't know if this was the plan the whole time, but as soon as that long arm's kind of got the tackle uh, off his block, he uh, he just counters inside with a swim, and the right or sorry the left guard comes over and he splits them both, gets a sack. It was unbelievable, uh, just pass rush plan on top of the power he possesses. And as a run defender, he's just the motor is so hot. Like this guy is nonstop, yeah. you know. Yeah. He he, I think um, he's going to be one of the highest drafted senior players in the country. Uh. I hope he's a senior bowl player. Uh, he might be too good for that. But <laughs> Jim will get him. Like, Come on. Oh, that's, that's well, well, well said. Um, he's quietly because that Texas Tech team's gonna like. I think they'll get bowl eligible uh, under Joey McGuire, but he's gonna. You're gonna look up at the end of the year, and he's gonna have some of the best statistics in the country. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, you know, I'll give you, I think, two of your guys. How about the, the Ducks defender duo of uh, Brandon Dorless and DJ Johnson? I put them, uh, where did I put them? I put them somewhere, AJ. Oh, prospects who have played the box score. Oh, yeah, and I mean, the box score wasn't even that half bad for them. I think Dorless had seven tackles, half a sack. Uh, TFL and, and Johnson had six tackles. Um, yeah, they, they felt like they're they're pretty, again, Hall didn't have a bad game, and they were doing a lot of damage, but it felt like Dorless and uh, Blake Freeland, I guess, but... Um, the Torless and Johnson were doing a lot of damage consistently. 
Yeah, it felt they couldn't like run the ball very much of... either. Sorry to jump. No. Yeah. Dorless was making a lot of splashy plays inside, and he had that big play at the end of the game where he shot the gap. Yeah. In the TFL. Uh, I thought DJ Johnson did just such a good job setting the edge. Mm-hmm. Like just unbelievable job doing that. Uh, and I wanted to actually ask you now that we're on it, because those two we talked about Christian Gonzalez, Noah Sewell just yeah, it was quiet. Well, is he is he banged up? I th- I think I saw that right. I don't know. He he was in and out of the yeah, game. Yeah, he was in and out of the game. So I I just like I interesting that's, development there. That, yeah, I didn't put him sliding down or anything yet, but that's something to watch. Definitely. And I don't th- and I don't think Justin Flo even played in the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm just interested to see what happens to those two linebackers. Obviously, definitely. He's got a rich history with linebackers. Um, but that hey, bad balance for. The Ducks to have to play uh, Georgia week one, but it does look like Dan Lanning's got that defense together. Yeah, I mean, the, getting destroyed that much made you, like, kind of worried, but no, it does. It does. I think that they bounce back, and this was, like, the proof it came for them. Uh, I'll go to, uh, I, th- I think the, the maybe the best player prospect in the Miami-Texas A&M game, the best performance I saw from prospect, Jalen Jones. I thought the Texas A&M corner looked really good. Like, Miami was without their top receiver, yeah. and the receivers as a whole were Aren't, ugly. Yeah. And Van Dyke played horrifically. Yeah. But I thought J- Jalen Jones was just bullying people. He is so big enough. Yeah. Like, uh, he had a, a great PBU showing off that closing speed. He was just – he's a very physical tackler on top of it. I felt like there was a couple of plays that should have been easy completions that he was just, like, too physical on, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just, he, just like, he, dominating the or, catch point. Like, not, not even, like – yeah, go ahead. I think he was a five star and like he's six two and he has he he's been playing like he played the last two years but there wasn't a ton a ton of hype coming in on the season for mm-hmm. him. I think he's just a really interesting and I think that uh, that was his first game of the year too. And that's why Tamu's back, baby. That's why Tamu's back. Um, okay, I'll I'll do my backs now. Uh, first, do you, you want to just do the backs as a whole because I got a whole list. Yeah. Who, who'd you put down? Eric Gray first yeah i got him blake corum second yeah that's yeah. it i didn't put anyone else in evans I well had. i think uh, obviously you t- touch on evans who i think was probably the most exciting of the group mm-hmm. uh yeah eric gray uh blake corum with five touchdowns Bijan robinson had a great day against utsa devin shane i i thought was just the most dynamic player in that game 130 total yards mm-hmm. uh tank bigsby did what he could in a bad situation. He did, yeah. I don't. He only had eleven touches. I don't understand. Uh, and, and Jameer Gibbs against Louisiana Monroe, eight touches, a hundred yards. And uh, my last one, Travis Die, hundred thirty-eight yards against. Yeah, State. I put I put Die for uh, one of my transfers. That's a good one. Um, but Gray Gray looked really explosive. He did, yeah. Like I think he looked like more of a complete runner so far this year. Like eleven carries, hundred thirteen, two touchdowns. Like the talent was always there, but like. I just thought he looked a lot more patient. The vision looked better, too. Uh, and then, yeah, the explosiveness. He was just dominant against the Huskers. Just too quick. Mm-hmm. Easy just gashing them. Like, it was it was an embarrassing game. <laughs> they fired their DC immediately, too. It killed me. Um, no, I, I, Gray, looked, Gray looked really good. Like, that's the type of uh, games you got to keep putting together to, to, you know, live up to the, the hype and be a potential day two back. I didn't watch Michigan decimate Jim Moore. Missed the best but, uh, team in the country, yeah. How, how, how does Blake Corum only have 71 yards but five touchdowns? Yeah, they all came in the first half, too. Um, like, it's, it was UConn. You know, it, he, 
he just looked good. Like, like I said, Edwards is out. Um, so he's kind of like got the chance to be the lead back for the first time. It was a lot of short fields, so that's why he has 71 yards with five touchdowns. But just like flashing the quickness, the field, making dudes miss in the hole. I mean, five touchdowns, it speaks for them. Yeah, speaks for itself. Like, wasn't like if if he got more looks and it had longer fields, he would have had a lot more yards. Let's put it that way. Jump into Tank Bigsby. I just feel like he has to yeah. work harder than everyone else for his yards. <laughs> he does. And like, what do you have? Thirty nine on the ground, thirty eight receiving or something. And mm-hmm. yeah, like I don't know how they didn't get, just give him the ball more involved. It was too much Finley. I I, I didn't get it. Um, he does. I mean, the team around him is so bad. He can only put them on his back so much because he's done it so many times. Yeah, I feel bad for Tank. Uh, Bijan's Bijan. Yeah. Gibbs did it against a, uh, maybe the worst program in the country. Um, I thought Devin and Shane, although it was an unexciting game, mm-hmm. like he was clearly the only – Aeneas Smith had a couple nice plays too. But a Shane uh, on that touchdown catch, just the combo of contact balance and quickness is really cool. Um, he's going to be an interesting player because he's such a dynamic athlete. And he plays bigger than he is, but at the end of the day, he's like 185. Yeah. So I think there's going to be an interesting conversation there. I think so, too. Um, I Also, since we're on the topic of running backs, I want to point out the three leading rushers in the country all play in the Big Ten. Uh, damn right. Mo Ibrahim, shoot up the board, too. Yeah, throw him in. Thank you, Rob. Chase Brown, Mo Ibrahim, and Anthony Grant, the Nebraska back. It's- it's uh, great. Who, didn't do, who did not look, did got nothing going against Oklahoma. Great. But Ibrahim and Chase Brown is like are my kings. So like, that's that's awesome. So happy for you. Thank Nick you. Singleton, among the like top, what is it, top 50 rushers in the country, averages the most per carry at 11.1. Yeah, he's been fucking just wrecking shit the last two weeks. It's pretty Crazy. ridiculous. I can't wait to see him like get into the Big Ten schedule. Uh, when the big boys okay, come my- out, baby. Yeah. I, I'll give you one more. Charlie Jones just keeps doing it. For yes, Purdue. that Purdue Syracuse game was insane. That ending was ridiculous. I know. Uh, the penalties that Purdue Purdue should have won that game, and they just kept shooting themselves in the foot. But regardless of all that, like Charlie Jones is might lead the country in, in everything receiving wise. That that's gonna be the biggest money transfer, right? Well, he uh, power five to power five at least. Yeah. Yeah, he's currently the second in the country in receiving yards after Rasheed Rice, first in receptions, uh, second in touchdowns. That's sick. I love Charlie. Charlie Jones is actually awesome. He's like a very shifty kind of works as well. Like, he's going to be a day three slot receiver that people are going to bang the table for. He's going to be Kyle Phillips. Yeah, I'm glad I I had him a couple times last year. and like I forget where, but I know I mentioned him because I liked him. So, uh, because of the return man ability? Yes, because of the return ability. And, like, every time the, I would go on the ball, he looked good, too. Just I mean, <laughs> they can't get on the sm- ball. Yeah. The smartest man in the world for transferring out of that. He is. He hellhole is. offense. Uh, speaking of hellhole offenses, uh, signing down the board, it would feel wrong not to have Tyler Van Dyke number one. Uh, agreed. Agreed. I mean. He, man, this quarterback class went from, like, <laughs> so many people in the offseason saying, Oh, five first-round quarterbacks. And I think both of us always knew that was never going to be the case because mm-hmm. that's never the case. And and now we're in a point where I don't know if there's a first-round quarterback in this class past C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. I am there too, and I touch on that more later. But agreed. Um, like, Tyler Van Dyke looked solidly like a mid-round guy you take a flyer on. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like he, he was sailing everything. His decision-making was – very shaky but i think worse was that like he 
I don't know. He tr- it's a combination of trusting his arm too much and just having no touch. I don't know. It was... And, like, he got lucky. Like, down the stretch, he, he padded his stats a lot. I felt like he could have like thrown two or three picks. Bad. I thought there was a yeah. couple picks left on the field there. His, yeah. his stats are bad, but they should have been worse. Well, I will say that the receivers dropped a lot of balls. That That is true. And he but... was without his top receiver, yeah. and the receivers are bad. I thought the offensive line played really well, though. Yeah. No, he had, he had time. Without Zion Nelson. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. I don't, like, that's what I mean. It wasn't like, if you look at the stats, it wasn't some disaster. Uh, but no, it was just but so uninspiring for, and bad. It <laughs> like, was, it, it, especially for like, if this wasn't a guy who was being viewed as a first round quarterback. Yeah, exactly. It'd be a different story, but it, he is. And I don't think just, he, I don't know. I don't think he made a single throw where I'm like, okay, that's nice. I don't think there was any big time throws. No, he, there was nothing. There was nothing to be like. That's why and we we have hope. For like him. you said, his accuracy was so hit and miss. Um, but also, like, I thought his RPMs looked kind of off. Like, I didn't think he was spinning it that, all that yeah. well. Yeah, like, a guy who, in the offseason, I think the, the most exciting part about him, at least for me, was the arm strength. Yeah. It didn't look there. No, it didn't. And I felt like he was just a guy who looks like he's got to go back to school. Yeah. But. Because I think he's a redshirt sophomore. But get out of the crystal ball offense? Question mark? I don't know. Ooh. I mean, hey, hey, shut your mouth. Marcus Arroyo got a win for UNLV this oh, past year. Well, Arroyo's my, I, Arroyo's my guy. I just not Chris. Um, um, do we just do we want to stick with quarterbacks? I mean, just oh, I was gonna say Devin Leary looked terrible against Texas Tech. Throw Leary in there, like even like the late round guys haven't been very like. I guess like Devin Leary. Mm-hmm. Devin Leary was getting harassed by Tyree Wilson, but like. The NC State defense got them that win. He was not good. Leary's been bad all year. In, in yeah, my he does opinion. not look very good at all. Uh, Rattler, done. Write him off. I know it's Georgia, but, like, terrible. 13-25. and 25. He's at, at minimum, he has to go back to school. Yeah, no touchdowns, two picks. The pick to we already talked about to Starks was terrible. Throwing across his body, like, under it was ugly. Um, on a sadder note, I think you kind of got to put Jake Hayner with the injury. Um, unfortunately, like that, that, like even him, like, you know, do that, we know what the, n- no, are? but I saw him, um, after the game and in, in a, his leg was casted up like, like an air cast kind of style like them mm. and, uh, on crutches. So that's not a good sign. I mean, and that's one of the, I think, uh, the, the top, both top G5 and senior quarterbacks. Yeah. And like, that's a guy like, you know, day three, oh, he is expected to return from the high ankle sprain. Oh, good. High ankle. But so still. that's not bad. He'll need the senior bowl, though, yeah. and he'll need to get there despite the injury. Yeah, it, totally. Um, I'll give you another one. Will Rogers, the Mississippi State quarterback, was starting to create some buzz, and they I, fell flat on their face against LSU. I don't get it with Will Rogers, though, if I'm being completely honest. I, I, I agree, I'm though. just picking a guy no. that I he had the hype this week. Yep, it's fair. No, I, I, get, I agree there. Uh, um, AJ, ask me who leads the country in touchdown passes. Who leads the country in uh, touchdown passes? Davis Brin from Tulsa. <laughs> had had a big week again, baby. T- tied with Drake May and CJ Stroud, but sick. Um, um, I will say Nikosi Perry's tied for fourth. That's my guy. That's your guy. Um, speaking of guys, should we should we mention Eric Gilbert here? I I mean like, I think as a whole we were all just overexcited about potential and, yeah. and, and, and like. We, this should be the last time we talk about him, probably. Yeah, like, didn't even travel like, for uh, this game. Uh, uh, yeah, until he's playing. Yeah, I agree. If he's playing and looking bad, then okay. Or looking great, yes. But 
No, just a touch upon it. Just like, yeah. Just, uh. Yeah. Who knows? Um. I'll stick in that Georgia game, though. I didn't think Zach Pickens looked very good at all. I thought he was anonymous. That Georgia, that I mean, I feel like you could throw the Georgia IOL as a whole as shooting up the board. But. Cedric Van Pran's that dude. Van Pran is so good, and I feel like I'm not seeing enough hype for him. I don't know if you are, Robert, but I'm not. I'm not. He, I think we both it's thought gonna he was come. the best center in the country. Yeah, yes. Uh, and Zach Pickens was a guy who some people has as a top five IDL. Van Pran He was anonymous. Him. Van Pran handled he got him. Moved. Yeah. Like, he's... I thought just there was nothing there. Um, so that w- that was a tough look. Uh, Pickens just doesn't, to me, like, I know he's a former five-star. Uh, he doesn't have kind of any anything that jumps off the board mm-hmm. to the screen to you. Yeah. Like, he, he, he's not an unbelievable pass rusher. He's not uh, some great run defender. He's a very solid all-around player, but he also doesn't have, like, great hands nor the uh, athleticism that scares you when he's shooting gaps or anything. Yeah, to- totally. Yeah, no, I mean, that Georgia line is – I mean, I think that, like, again, the interior is better than that. Than that. But Broderick Jones getting a lot of hype too. Um, anyways, uh, my only other two were the two guys I've named. I mean, Catrell Clark, bad matchup, but I-, I still think it's not a good look when you're getting toasted by, you know, Johnny Wilson's, like, you know, s- step and jab and go um, – and Derek Hall, who just got shut down by uh, the young king himself, Fashunu. Um, and, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of all I had. Uh, I'll stick at the edge, though. O'Shane Mathis against Oklahoma. Mm. Yeah. he's He's been very forgettable. I, he totally has. He really totally has, yeah. I for, uh, like, just So much so that, like, I didn't notice him on the field. A guy who I, I think... At a point in time, was the number one rated uh, portal player on the athletics rankings. Uh, just didn't really create any pressure against Oklahoma, and was getting moved off the ball mm-hmm. by their tackles. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy who I was very excited to see him at Nebraska, and just I guess he shouldn't have transferred to the worst program in the world. <laughs> Uh, also, just Jared Verse simply because I don't know what this uh, extent of that yeah. injury is. Yeah, no, that's. That's true. And he was a guy who was just on fire. It's really, yeah, that's that would that sucks. Uh, obviously, not due to his play. No. Um, out of nowhere, I went with Johnny Wilson. Who'd you go? With? Uh, so like again, I there wasn't that many like I don't know interesting games. So I'm gonna go back to Michigan. No. I'm gonna go back to Michigan. I'm gonna go with Brandon McGregor, who hasn't had that like big flashy game so far. Hasn't had any sacks. Sniffed a couple against Colorado State, but like each week he's been flashing, and this week was no different. Uh, he's 6'6", 261, a junior. He kind of looks like Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, rock solid in the run, I thought. Has the juice to finish to the, to the passer, just hasn't gotten it out of the sack on the paper yet. Um, dropped him into coverage a couple times this week and looked good, weirdly. had like Didn't have a PBU official, but like kind of broke up a passing play. Um, junior, right? So like I, I don't think he'll be in this class. I don't know, but I think the buzz is going to come. I think the buzz is going to come with him. So I just wanted to, in a weird week, I wanted to, I wanted to mention him. Get her in front of this I thing. I am so sick of these Michigan pass rushers. Should be, baby. You should be. We'll see uh, what he's got when he has to go against Paris Johnson, Dewan Jones. Um, prospect to made me look stupid. It's got to be Michael Penix, t- right? Like, Oh, no. I was going to say TJ Bass. Okay. Mine is obviously Michael Penix. 
you like TJ Bass a lot more than me uh, in the summer. And I thought that Oregon offensive line was playing bully ball mm-hmm. against BYU. And uh, TJ Bass, my guy Alex Forsyth, were, were awesome. Bass playing left tackle looked yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, he made a couple key blocks. Oregon was running for like seven yards every carry. Um, a guy who I think got a little bit more athleticism to him than I gave him credit and more power than I previously thought. Speaking of power, Michael Penix is power, baby. Um, I had to give him the transfer who popped on yeah, the scene. Yeah, that's, that's accurate. That's accurate. I mean, three, 397, four touchdowns. He was pushing it deep, too. I know. I mean, like, first of all, I took Michigan State and I looked dumb. Second of all, I feel like I've Me taken, too. like, every shot at Michael Penix over the last year that, that I could have. Um, and he, like, he went out and balled. Like you said, he was pushing it. Um, look like the glimpses of Michael Penix from, from two years ago. Um, it's kind of fun seeing Hus- the, the Huskies be good again, right? Hopefully, but... Yeah, Kalen DeBoer. How's that offense going? That's a good one for transfer, but yeah, I just... Again, hey, the quarterback class, eh, the top two are fine. Everyone else is looking not that good. The, 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 the late-round guys aren't looking that good. Maybe Penix reignites this for himself. Yeah, it's a, it's it's gonna be weird to see who gets to the senior. Board. It is. It is. I swear to God, if Stetson Bennett's at the senior, board. he will be. I guarantee it. I know Jim Nagy's gonna have. It's gonna get. It's gonna get people there. You know. I'm just like on paper. I'm trying to think. Like Aiden O'Connell, Lock, Hooker, Lock, Hooker, Lock, Lock. Um, I can't do this off the top of that. <laughs> will Levis. Yeah, if he if he decides, yeah, which he should. Um, I don't know. Then probably Stetson Bennett, Spencer Sanders. Sanders would be like actually Jake Hayner. Hayner, Jaron Hall. I, I assume Jaron Hall will have graduated. He's like thirty. So, speaking of my best prospect first prospect matchup was Jaron Hall against that Oregon defense. That's a good one. That's a good one. Thank you. Yeah, he like despite them losing and. And not putting up a ton of points. He he did look good. And he made a couple wows of throws. The the booth was loving him a little mm-hmm. too much. But uh <laughs> if if he wasn't gonna be a twenty five year old rookie next year, yeah. like there would be a lot more buzz around him right now. It's just like knowing he'll be that old, I think is a little scary. It definitely is. And like it's not like he's, you know, some complete prospect, you know, or like some prototype either. If, you know, if he, if he was, like, say Trevor Lawrence was old for some reason, like, then you'd be a little less worried, right? But, uh, yeah, like, I don't Jaron Hall's a year older than Zach Wilson. <laughs> Zach Wilson should go back to college. That's my take of the day. That's a good take. Um, my ma- uh, my was kind of already touched, touched upon. Fashunu and, and versus uh, Hall and Wooden. Uh, who I think yeah. Fashunu dominated that, uh, especially in the passing game. And I, I, I just wanted to highlight again. I didn't know how much we get into it, but Johnny Wilson versus K. Trail Clark because it was it was the funniest and best game, funniest matchup and best game. So I just I want to give that one a shout out again. My outplay the box score was Dorless and DJ Johnson against BYU. I'm gonna go with a deep cut that's the least deep cut imaginable, and Jalen Carter, who just didn't play much. He's got a lingering ankle injury, but when he was out there. Even not 100%, he just took over the goddamn game. Like, he was just, he only had two total tackles, and that's because they just, he wasn't out there too much, but fuck, when he was, you knew it. And that's that's saying something for an IDL, you know? Yeah. So that's my guy. Uh, overhyped. 
I went with Jamal Hines of Toledo. <laughs> do, you, do you remember me yes. telling you about the hype I had yeah. seen? And like neither of us got it in the summer. And I get, he had 15 TFLs, 9.5 sacks, 88 tackles last year for Toledo. People want to find the next Khalil Mack with a pass rush from the Mack. He he ended up getting hurt in the second half against Ohio State, but prior to that, like, he didn't exist. It's weird that people forget that we already found the next Khalil Mack, and it was Max Crosby, and they missed on him too. Agreed. Uh, Who you got? I, I know, I'm not going to pretend like I watched the game this week, but Will Levis, because I think we touched upon the conversation earlier. That like people are like you know throwing in all these guys as first round picks in the summer, but Will Levis is still getting mocked top ten in every mock. I don't, I don't. Well, Youngstown State's got a good defense. Yeah, he threw two picks against Youngstown State. I know like the rest of the stats look good. I, I did see the picks. They're whatever. Um, I don't know. I just I don't see that top ten dude, and I, I still think it's I think that's still a point to be made there. <laughs> on, on like on tape, he looks like a day two guy. You're taking a swing yeah. off because of the arm talent, and the athleticism. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I really don't think there's another first-round quarterback in this class, unless something drastically changes over the next three months. Yeah, when Anthony Richardson comes back from whatever he's on right now. Yeah, like honestly, I if I'm gonna gamble on anyone, I know he's been horrific for three games in a row, but at least I can see the physical tools there. I don't like. I don't know who else I would. I love Jake Hayner. I would take Jake Hayner day three. But it's going to be Levis, the third quarterback taken. I'm not like I'm not going to doubt that, but I just don't think it should be tenth overall by the Seahawks. Uh, it should be Michael Penix, who's my transfer who popped on the scene. I put Travis Dye, who you know had that hundred yard game, a touchdown, look good. He looked like Travis Dye. He looked like Travis Dye, a little bullet. I, I love Travis Dye. Damn good He's ball so player. Likable. He's going to be the same guy in the NFL too. Like I, I don't think there's going to be a drop off, you know. But to throw out there, Austin Jones looked good too. Who kind of like made me look yeah, stupid. Did. I wasn't a fan of his in the summer. So just the combo, both of them going for over 100 yards, um, transferring in. That's nice for the for the Trojans. They're like they're like NFL. You know, don't draft running backs, but also don't recruit them. Just <laughs> get them in the transfer portal. Uh, my small school guy who caught my eye going back to that Toledo game. Daquan Finn had to yeah. do absolutely everything. Uh, he uncorked a deep touchdown pass where uh, the receiver beat Cam Brown. Uh, and he, like, every time the play would break down, he'd run for 10 yards. Uh, there was not a lot going for that Toledo team as a whole. He's a, he's an exciting young quarterback. He's a, technically a fourth-year sophomore, so <laughs> he's young. we'd see him for a lot more years. <laughs> um, I didn't watch too much small school, so... I just went with the best player on UConn because they're a small school. Um, and it, kind of an interesting story, speaking of young players. Brandon Boyer-Randall, who, who had five tackles, a sack, two and a half TFLs. I thought the speed, like, you know, he, he looked like he belonged on the field. Uh, made a lot of plays. It was Every time they were coming up with a big stop, it was, it was Boyer-Randall. He was a former four-star coming out of Michigan, actually, uh, funny enough. Went to Michigan State. He's 6'2", 240. Left Michigan State, transferred to Texas Tech, and now he's at UConn as a seventh-year senior. Um, so love the story. <laughs> UConn kills me, but like six-two-two forty with the pedigree, know, special teams camp body maybe. Let's go. Okay, love it, love it. Uh, how'd you do with your week three picks? I, I cannot get a fucking winning week here, Rob. I, I went two and three. I did too. It's okay. I started off two and zero. I got. I was really cocky. I hit that. Uh, the Oregon and the Penn State games, I felt really good. Uh, and then I, I flubbed it down the stretch. I should have believed in Michael Penix. I should yeah. I should have known Jay Kaner was going to get hurt and there should wouldn't have. be a backdoor cover from Fresno. 
And uh, I don't even remember what the third game I picked was. Um, you know what pissed me off though? I gave the two like outside of my top five picks, and they both hit. So of course they did. Yeah. Ask me what they are. They didn't exist, but they they hit. What's your season record? Uh, five nine and one. That's tough. I'm I'm still winning eight and seven. I need a big week. It's not a great week for picks though. No, it's not. It was kind of hard to find the five. And I don't really like the five. See, that's the thing. Everyone, please remember on the show, we're not picking the five locks. We're, we're going with the five games that are worth talking about the most. The, I'm not going to pick the games I'm not going to watch. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Uh, okay, my first game. Noon on ABC. Number five, Clemson at number 21, Wake Forest. Wake is a seven-point dog at home. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Clemson. I... Okay, I'm I'm riding the Demon Deacons, baby. They haven't been uh, very impressive. I know they they went down to the wire with Liberty. Uh, Sam Hartman missed the opener. He's back. I think uh, this is obviously gonna like be interesting because Clemson's got one of the best defenses in the country, yeah. one of the most questionable offenses. Wake other way around. Uh, if it. If it goes to a shootout, I trust him weak. I hope it goes to a shootout. Um, DJU's still uh, Yep. That Clemson offensive line's been questionable. I mean, at the, at the same time, hopefully Brian uh, is back. Uh, obviously, really terrible circumstances why he missed last game. Yeah. Um, but Miles he- Murphy, KJ Henry, Trent Simpson, like, this is a big prove-it game for Sam Hartman in a quarterback class that sucked. Yeah. This is a big prove-it game, I think, too, for A.T. Perry, a guy who's viewed as one of the top senior receivers in the country. Um, I'm excited-ish for this game, I guess. It's not bad compared to like what we've had at noon the last few weeks. It's it's more fun when we pick against each other, too. It is, and I just think that, that Clemson defense is going to be too much. I don't think the Clemson is going to cover this Fair. easy. But they should win by 10. Like, a, I don't know, a fucking 28-17 game. Oh, no, I think everybody Wake wins. I think I think either Wake wins or, they, or they're they not going to cover, though. Or, or they lose by 30. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to cover. It's very, be, very Dave Clawson. <laughs> exactly. Uh, slow mesh, baby. Um, my next game is 330 ESPN, number 22, Texas at Texas Tech. Okay, I didn't, I didn't pick this one. Okay, l- l- let me uh, tell you why Tech is going to cover that 6.5 points. Um, Hudson Card's not good. Texas is fraudulent. Texas Tech plays really hard for Joey McGuire. Uh, that defense is pretty freaking good with Tyree Wilson uh, rushing the passer. Uh, offensively, they're a little shaky, but they got some players. Jonathan Smith's on a bad quarterback. Um, Sir Roderick Thompson, this is a breakout game. Yep. I think Texas wins at Tech. But this is going to be a big moment for Joey McGuire. Like, oh, this man's got this thing trending in the right direction. So you're taking uh, Tech Plus, also, what is it? That's six and a half. Okay. Also, uh, what happened to the Texas Tech quarterback that everyone loved from Oregon? Teller Shug, baby. Teller Shug. Yeah, what's up with that guy? That guy doesn't exist. What was th- I? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think Teller Shug is Bo Nix, if, but Bo Nix didn't have the – had a better name, you know? Yeah, okay. That's fine. Are you taking the Tennessee-Florida game at 330 on CBS? Yeah, but I don't want to. It feels like such a trap because like this is going to be – It's first of all, it's Anthony Richardson is coming off three horrific games after upsetting Utah, uh, being crowned the best quarterback in the country by me, which was a lie. <laughs> um, 
and he's never started a road game. Uh, uh, going to Knoxville and playing in Neyland Stadiums, no easy task. Tennessee's got everything going for them, but it's ten and a half points. It's a lot. I'm gonna take the Bulls. I I love Hendon Hooker. I think Josh Hupel's surprisingly good hire. I told you, I called it. Remember, I love the Hupel hire. Go back and listen to that old podcast. Um, I'm taking the Bulls too. Ten and a half. Yeah. I mean, I uh, I don't I don't trust it. I I think Hooker's been kind of not as good as like, he's as the stats. If I'm being honest, but I still love him. He, but like, it's an offense that lets him put up those stats. Yeah. Florida gave up 28 to South Florida. Yeah. Like, I know Florida's got some dogs. Javon Dexter's a monster. Brenton Cox is very good. Um, but if it's a high-scoring game, like, Hendon Hooker and Josh Hupel and, and Cedric Tillman and Brew McCoy and Jabari Sp- like, yeah. the Vols are going to put up 35 yeah. points regardless, and I don't know if Florida can. I was about to say, Dexter and Cox aren't covering Cedric Tillman. I think that's kind of the and, difference. And, and, like, that's not even – like. Tennessee's got a, a nice little pair of pass rushers themselves from yeah. Tyler Barron and Byron Young. Yeah. Like, the Vols don't have a lack of defensive talent. Like, I don't know, it's going to be a really – it's a litmus test. Like, how how good has Hupel turned this thing around? And uh, how bad is Anthony Richardson? I will also say <laughs> – I feel like this is a no-lose for us. Either Tennessee covers – or Anthony Richardson's fucking back, baby. I know that's it's perfect. It it's is perfect. Yeah. Uh, what's your next one? Uh, you picking the four p.m. Big Fox four o'clock game, Rob? I don't even know what it is. The Ducks at Wazoo. Oh, the Cam War Bo Nix battle. Oregon minus six and a half. I don't know, in man. Pullman. In in Pullman on the Palouse. I'm t- I'm gonna take the Cats. I'm gonna take the Cats at home to get Frisky, man. Dickert's think, Dickert's uh, got him Frisky. Cover or a win. I, I feel like if they're gonna if they're gonna cover they're just gonna win. But I'm just taking the plus the six and a half points. I'll take those you points. You just hate Dan Lanning. I think Oregon's sick and Bo Nix is that dude. I um, also just love if, Cam Ward. Uh, he looked not great. No, he hasn't. He's looked bad, but I don't care. I love him. Uh, I wish I took that game. I didn't. Um, was who's just frisky? They're just frisky. They're just frisky. Hey, it's not easy to go to Pullman. It's not. Uh, 7 p.m. ESPN, number 10, Arkansas, against number 23, Texas A&M, in Arlington, Jerry's World, uh, the Jerry Bull Classic. Um, did you pick this one? Yeah, I did. I mean, look, if it's in Jerry's World, he's a, he's a Pigs fan. This is a home game. It's a home game for Arky, in my opinion. The the best thing about this is that Texas A&M cannot throw the ball. Arkansas cannot stop the pass. What's going to happen? Um, they're going to stop the pass. I think I'm going to I'm take the pigs. I'm taking the pigs because one, if if it's an offensive game, well, I mean Texas A&M has no offense. Sanders, KJ Jefferson, stud. even if he can't throw, KJ Jefferson can go. And Raheem Sanders is quickly becoming one of the best running backs in the country. Yeah. Matt Landers uh, of Toledo last year is. Just kind of came off a breakout game against Missouri State, but still. Um, they have good receivers. They have a good offensive line. It's a good offense, I think. And, and then defensively, Drew Sanders mm-hmm. is quickly become one of the kind of best playmakers in the SEC. Whereas with Texas A&M, I don't think you come off that win over Miami thinking like, oh, like it was just a hiccup against App. Uh, no, I just think Miami was Miami way was overrated. Yeah. And, like, 
Texas A&M's a young team. They've got, obviously, some big recruits and a lot of talent, but it just doesn't seem like anything is clicking. It's it's Devin Ashane putting the team on his back, and that's kind of it. Like, I don't know about you, but against Miami, like, their secondary played well. Yeah. But outside of Jalen Jones, I didn't think anyone on that defense really popped off the screen. Yeah, I agree. It was more just Van Dyke not being good or the receivers not being good, like – yeah. The running game just not being good. Uh, what do you got? A and M at minus two, right? Two and a half. What do you got at it? I got. What, what do you have? I I have Arkansas plus two. What do you have? I've got two and a half. You wanna you wanna give it? No. I, I'm taking that taking that half. Okay. Okay. Let's take that. It won't matter. But I, I think need, I know I need that. Arkansas wins outright. I think. I hope. Do we know if they're wearing the Cowboys inspired jerseys again? Because that's that's a that's a good omen this year. It's a good omen. This oh, year. is yeah. it? Okay. okay. Uh, my last game, seven thirty ABC, Wisconsin at number three Ohio State. You got this? Yeah, I got this. Buckeyes eighteen point favorites at home. Give me those eighteen. Mm-hmm. Roll bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like this is a good test for uh, Jim Leonard, and if Nick Herbig and Keanu Benton can yeah rush the pass. I think that's that's me the fun thing to watch. Like you know watching. Marvin Harrison and Egbuka and JSN and Stroud just torched this Wisconsin secondary. Not going to be fun, but watching Herbig and Benton going up against this Ohio State offensive line, it is going to be fun. Um, and then on the flip side, I, don't, I just don't see Wisconsin moving. the Like, Ohio State's defense hasn't been that strong, but I still don't see them doing too much. Like, they can't move the ball on Wazoo. Like, the, uh, the front seven's, like, Salt. The secondary is once again questionable. Yeah, I like Cam Brown. And they were, they had a couple, to hear that he got exposed against Toledo. But. Your guy Josh Proctor wasn't playing. Uh, Tanner McAllister also wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, so there were the two starters. Um, but, yeah, it's a good test for what's Ohio State's ceiling. Is Graham Mertz going to carve them up? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's, but uh, can, the, can the Buckeyes front seven slow Braylon Allen? Because it's really Braylon Allen's going to have to put his, the whole last team on his back for Wisconsin to cover, I think. If this was in Madison and the line wasn't different, I probably still wouldn't. <laughs> and it was snowing, then I'd think about it, yeah. <laughs> like, I just think Ohio State's an automatic 42 points in this game. Mm-hmm. Can Wisconsin hang? No. I'm going to eat my words. Is that all your games? That's all the games. It's all the games. They're kind of anticlimactic week. Yeah. I mean, week two ended up way exceeding expectations of being incredible. I, I could see this one week being... Week three was very boring. Yeah. This will be in between. Probably. I, like, I can see this one being more fun than, than last like than last week, 100%. It will be more fun. Well, week five is incredible because Friday night there's uh, just five games for some reason. Uh, and none of them are super relevant, but... I just love I love Friday night college football. You know what makes me sad the most about this week though? What? That we got West Virginia and Vautech and like that game doesn't matter. Like just for my heart, it makes me sad. Oh, I'm sorry, AJ. If it if it makes you feel better, next week your your Sun Devils play USC. Thank you, Rob. I've I'm I'm so happy now. I'm I'm perusing the schedule just quickly before we get up. Oh, Ohio State plays Rutgers. That's a ball game. That's a ball game. Got it. Must, must Alabama watch. plays Arkansas. That's fine. So that's that's fun after Arky goes to Tamu or you know goes to Dallas. Oh, Michigan plays Iowa. That's not fun. 
I think Michigan oh, Maryland this Levis. week is more interesting. Yeah. We'll get the Will Levis test next week. Kentucky Ole Miss. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's not that great. Okay, let's talk about those games next week. Yeah, exactly. Okay, fine, fine. (laughs) So long, good night. Herm Edwards, you were everything to this show.